I'm Jakub Voigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled. In this series, I help to demystify technology in the world of business. Join me as we explore how technology can make your business better. In this episode, we're chatting about UC Evolved. We're chatting about what UC is, UC Evolved components, app integration, and security issues. By the end of this episode, you'll have a clear idea of how UC can help you communicate better in your business. I'm joined by AJ DeCock from Continuo Virtual Communications. Hi, AJ, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So we always start the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so, yeah, like Yaku mentioned, my name is AJ. Um, I've been involved in the um, the telephone industry for about three years now. I've worked with uh, multiple ISPs now with hosted extensions. Um, we've recently uh, deployed a UC platform into our own network. So, yeah, I've been pretty much uh, IT-driven since the day I've left um, school. So you basically... <laughs> Like a propeller head nerd Pretty much, yeah <laughs> Okay, cool Let's jump into it So so let's talk about uh, UC or Unified Communications uh, What is it? So uh, if we think about it uh, When UC started uh, Before this whole uh, pandemic with, with COVID and all that Is people used to or, or, or companies or businesses Used to use UC for video collaboration Where they had uh, VC rooms And that was pretty much what it, what it was all about And then lockdown happened and uh, a lot of the digital transformation phase started where companies needed to try and move out of the office into a hybrid working space, work from home. Um, and a lot of the key vendors started uh, bringing out uh, platforms that enabled users to be able to work from anywhere, be able to, to have meetings, uh, working from home, be able to message, share uh, content, and all those type of things. So it's basically come down to being able to work in a hybrid workspace and you have your full work experience from anywhere in the world. So, so I read some uh, interesting stats um, and these are US based stats But I think the, the world will track uh, Where they said that About 74% of US companies Are using a hybrid work model So, And I think the reality And, and we have these conversations uh, Often um, I think the reality is, is that um, the, You will not have a, a meeting Where somebody is not online There's always somebody that's going to be online And I think that's, that is a, is a reality f- uh, As you go um, I also read that about 63% of high-growth companies use Productivity Anywhere um, as a hybrid working model. So so the world is sped up. We, mm. we want to be able to move faster, et cetera, et cetera. And then the last one is that they said that 72% of companies uh, marked employee productivity as a very important uh, uh, component in the sort of hybrid work, working model. Mm. So um, – when we you, when you started now you you mentioned the pre-pandemic uh, f- flavor of let's call it unified communications which roughly translate into basically uh, everybody jumped onto a video call and it was very exciting because we could see each other etc cetera, etc cetera. but what are the the traditional uh, shortcomings of UC deployed in a in a business um so for me, uh, it, it goes. Uh, well, the most important thing is the shortcomings are uh, 
people aren't used to to change, right? People are used to sitting in the office. They've got their desk phone. They've got their laptop. Um, and, you know, we've got all these components that we deal with on a daily basis. And now if you have to bring something new into, into your company and you have to train your users, you know, people aren't used to change. They're not used to new things. So one of the challenges um, that I would say is just uh, getting your users used to something new, getting them to learn uh, what the capabilities are of, of UC products and those type of things. Um, another thing I think is, which is also a, a, a hard thing is, um, you see, and, and all your collaboration products can become quite expensive. Traditionally, your companies would have an on-site PBX where you had to pay the equipment off, uh, well, you had to pay the equipment up front where UC has introduced a, a, a model where you can subscribe to on a monthly basis. Um, so there, there are ups and downs to the, the unified communications world, um, that's competing directly with your traditional, um, Communication strategy. So, so you mentioned something there. Sorry, I want to jump in here now. You mentioned something there now that that's uh, very pertinent for me because we see we see it today. Uh, two years into, uh, you know, I almost want to say post pandemic, but you still have people where uh, they have some form of unified uh, communication service. Let's call it uh, Zoom or Microsoft Teams mm. or whatever, and they still run the company PBX or Switchboard as a separate as a separate system. So it's, it's these two disparate systems. Yeah. So. Um, the challenge with that is, and if we speak about pre-pandemic, um, you, your users would go into the office and they'll have a phone that's directly plugged into the traditional PBX. And when the pandemic happened, everybody was forced to to try and like you have to move out of the office, you have to go home. And uh, luckily for the early adopters with Unified Communications who have the integration with with PBX functionality, um, these guys could work from home. But all these the the, the companies that haven't adopted yet, they're sitting with a PBX uh, at the offices and there's no way for them to connect uh, telephonically through to their remote work environment. So what UC has brought is it is uh, a mixture of all your collaboration functionality, meetings, messaging, as well the the integrated PST and calling. So you can phone your geographic numbers from a single pane of glass. And now to me, when I um, when I sit and I think back on on uh, uh, you know when everybody got sent home, uh, I, I don't think I've ever started an online meeting on time because everybody is like, "Can you hear mm. me? Can you see me? <laughs> let me drop off. Let me come back in." My uh, uh, Windows or Mac uh, uh, asked me to restart the application, um, and and for me, uh, uh, I always find it interesting that. You know, uh, a lot of people when they started working in this way said, oh, you know, we're so much more productive and everything's better. But all that basically happened was people just sat for extended periods of time on having these having these meetings. Um, and we've sort of gotten used to it now where I don't think I've been on a on an online meeting in the last six months where everybody joined on time, switched on their cameras and stuff like that. So I think, uh, you, you know, the. We're also a little bit over over that, um, and and part of that was it's very difficult for uh, you know if you if you have ten or fifty or a hundred uh, users that you've now sent home, how do you as the as the business understand what the 
how efficiently or effectively mm. your users are using that tool um, because I mean there's connectivity issues there's the speaker on the PC is not that w- working that well or you, you know there's a number yeah. of those problems so uh, for me I think that that's a, a it's a it's a it's a problem and then you have these disparate systems where people have these online things but when somebody from the outside wants to find them, they still forward it to a mobile phone or something like that yeah um, okay so um, I refer to it at now as UC Evolved because, like you said, I think what uh, UC looked pre-pandemic and what it looks like now, I think it's evolved quite a bit. So, so let's talk about what is a what is a, a, a UC 2.0 or 3.0 offering look look like today. So, it's important to understand uh, what what UC was before we went into the pandemic. Um, so, UC basically was a video collaboration tool. Uh, you had multiple applications for with different functionalities. So, you would have a UC application where you specifically only had meetings on. Then you had another application. For for messaging and you have your mails and file shares and all those type of things. So during the pandemic, obviously um, a lot of the big vendors uh, uh, up, uh, evolved their own products to bring all of these components into into one thing where you have one application where you can have your meetings, you can chat to, to your colleagues and to the outside world. Uh, you have spaces where you can share content with everybody and then also uh, the integrated PSD and dialing and all, this, and all those type of things. So, so they've... So, so so I want to just stop you there. You mentioned Spaces. What is that? How does that work? So, so Spaces in the UC world um, is a, a we'll refer to it as a group where you can invite uh, external parties as well as your 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 internal teams, and you can collaborate within these spaces. You can send messages. Uh, you can uh, share content, share links. You can share whiteboarding sessions, um, full screen share capability, all those type of things. So. They've they've basically incorporated your 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 daily chat function uh, on your normal apps into one one application or one space, and it's always visible to everybody. The content is end to end encrypted, um, so yeah, it's 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 evolved quite a bit. And so quite I get exciting. quite excited when you talk about <laughs> this because uh, you know that uh, one of my my bugbears in life, and I've said it many many times. I think email is an unproductivity tool. Mm. It doesn't make, it doesn't help business. It actually slows it down. Because if you just think about it, uh, we have a online meeting. Everybody talks. Uh, hopefully somebody uh, uh, keeps some form of uh, minutes of the meeting or whatever. And then from there, you've got to go to email. And now it goes into this distributed world where what you're describing now is, if I understand correctly, we can in my, uh, let's call it my UC application, um, I can create a, a, a place where we can have those discussions, we can share documents, and if I, uh, I don't have to, um, let's call it, be, f- follow the formal protocol when typing an email, I can just uh, type a, type a quick insubmission and say, yeah. IAJ, uh, please find the document, let me know if you need anything else. That's 100% correct. So, uh, it, it'll, uh, I wouldn't say it will replace the, the, the email factor of it. I hope it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 100%. Yes. So, so you're 100% correct. Um, it is, a, it is a space that is always available to you and the participants, uh, within that s- uh, specific area. And you can share documents. It's accessible to anybody at any time. 
time. Um, it is secured via encryption. So yeah, you're 100% correct. Instead of sending a long email to a specific person, if you send a message within the space, all the participants uh, have access to read it. They have access to to access or to get all the files that you've shared, um, update files. But yeah, it, it's essentially uh, a way to replace emails uh, going forward. That it's it's uh, without a shadow of the doubt that's where we need to go to. And then you spoke about whiteboarding. What's that? So uh, I'm going to specifically mention uh, Cisco Webex in in this regard. So um, not just in the spaces as well as a meeting capability. So when you hop onto a call with uh, your colleagues or with a vendor or, or any business related uh, type of query, uh, you have the 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 option to either share your screen or you can share a whiteboarding session where everybody within that session can get proactive. They can draw on the whiteboard. You can map out uh, project plans, anything like that. And as soon as everybody's done drawing on the board, uh, whiteboard, uh, the application saves it automatically and it sends it through to everybody and it's always accessible. Wow. It just adds another layer of the collaboration uh, input from everybody in that party. And and what, what you just said now, that that to me is is a perfect example of how the UC offering has, has evolved. So we talk on the show often about um, technology religion where people are just uh, just vendor, vendor, vendor. But you actually have to look at it and say, right, what's the, the functionality that's available to me? Mm. And then and then uh, and then how can that uh, make my business better? So uh, on a, on that note, I, I read another stat where they said 57% uh, of um, US companies view team collaboration as a workflow hub. So more than half of the companies in the US, and I'm sure that's tracking around the world, mm. are basically say I can use uh, UC as a as a as a workflow. Um, I almost want to say a center of, of how we manage our workflow. So the emails already starting Correct, to, yeah. to jump out of the loop as far as that concerned because it speeds us up and that productivity, you know, productivity, I think sometimes people perceive it as, uh, you know, you, you, you're just sitting behind your desk and getting whipped to do more. Exactly. But, uh, it's actually what tools can I, can I put on the table in order to make a, a, a uh, you know, my, my colleagues or staff move work uh, quicker and easier. You know, it's, it's mm, actually mm. got to be more comfortable to them. Um, so another thing that I think that uh, has um, come to, to light in terms of where the UC has evolved to, it's not just a single uh, application. There's also this uh, whole story about app integration. 100%. Um, so with the app integration and uh, obviously when when you got, when any company or, or any IT manager or, or CTO or everybody's looking at the, the different flavors of the unified communications out there, um, I'm going to mention three that come to mind and, and this is I would say the three most popular ones, which would be Microsoft Teams, Zoom, and Cisco WebEx. Um, so when looking at that, these three vendors, all of them have a different offering, and we need to understand also what their play in the market is. Mm. Um, if you think about Cisco, uh, Cisco's history with um, with uh, uh, routing and networking, and they've now recently uh, taken on software as a service. Uh, Microsoft Teams, who, whose main focus at the end of the day is their office suite, uh, yeah. emails, 
SharePoint, those type of things. And I mean, Zoom is a is is a collaboration tool. They they've built it especially for this. Um, it's important to have a look at the features and functionalities of each and every suite of each and every vendor, and understand how what are the the key points of your business. Um, if you're going f- with the Cisco suite, do you, it'll make sense if you've got Cisco enabled applications in your network or, or in your environment that that can obviously leverage off of off of the functionality. So yeah. there's a lot of things that needs to be taken into account when you're looking at the technologies and what the capabilities are and what their offerings are into the market. So let's go into let's go into this app integration. Uh, what would it, uh, an example be of of that? So I'm going to use Cisco WebEx as an example. Yeah. Um, Cisco WebEx, what they've done is instead of building APIs into their software, they've released or they've they've, they've integrated and partnered with different uh, developers that that make applications. So they've got developers that that a whole list made a whole list of applications that you can integrate with WebEx. As an example, I'm going to go through um, a few of the applications that I actually like because I deal on with Cisco uh, WebEx on a daily basis. So one of the applications that I really like uh, is called Protoscope. Um, this is, and we spoke about this earlier, it's a product, uh, uh, it's a productivity management tool. So okay. if you're an IT manager of a company and you guys have deployed uh, the Cisco WebEx suite to your users, this, base, this tool basically tracks their productivity based on the apps that they use. Mm. So a lot of times uh, people are on UC and they're sitting at home and you know there's no real way to, to track productivity and I mean like, like we mentioned earlier people hop onto a call they mute themselves they their cameras are off and this tool basically gives you a a visual representation of what each individual user is doing what apps they're using what their their um, activity time is on each and every app but it basically just helps uh, IT managers or managers just keep an eye on the productivity of each individual so, user so that that's such a important thing for me um, I think sometimes when people refer to productivity there's a there's a natural resistance to it almost is like you are, you are the business just Whipping us and making us work faster and harder, but uh, but if you understand how your team, uh, especially when it's distributed, are actually working, um, I think everybody knows now that a business doesn't want somebody to sit uh, and work for 16 hours a day because sure. you know they're going to burn out, um, or maybe the connectivity is of such a nature that. Um, they just they uh, they've got the application, but they just can't work with it. And and I mean something like that is is massively important for me. And and it's a great example of how we've jumped past just what uh, what uh, the UC application itself is. Is what can we integrate in order to make that offering better? Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, give us another example. So another example of an application that that Cisco has partnered with is called Notive. Um, yeah. So so Cisco already has in their meeting functionality they've built in. Um, a type of AI driven, um, uh, how can I call it? It is a, a note taker. It, it transcripts, ah. it, it provides transcripts, uh, of all your meetings. It translates languages. It takes notes. It's a minute, a minute taker for every meeting. Oh. So when you hop onto a call with an, a vendor or even internally, it'll take minutes of the meeting. It'll highlight key points. Um, and then once the meeting's done, it'll send through the minutes to all the participants. And I mean, it's a, it's a productivity with action tool. points. Stuff. Yeah, everything. Okay, it's a productivity tool at the end of the day, and it, it takes away the need for that human interaction where somebody has to sit and make notes, and you know people also miss things. So you know, you, and it's more productive; it's yeah, quicker and faster. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, um, so 
I want to touch on something that you mentioned um, earlier now uh, in terms of we're sending everybody home. How is uh, how does a business uh, know how the users are experiencing the the application? Um, okay, so I'm going to sign like a salesperson now, so I'm going to refer back to, to the WebEx suite. Yeah. Um, so what Cisco has done is they provide the administrator of uh, a company access to a analytics panel, which ah. breaks it down. It breaks analytics down to a single user, and it'll it, it you, you have different options between your voice quality, your meeting quality, uh, how long your mic was muted, uh, how many how many minutes your camera has been off in every meeting um, it also uh, shows you the quality of the meetings the voice and video quality it, it's a full analytics tool that's accessible to uh, the admin administrators to have an idea of what the user experience are and also keep an eye on the users I mean we've all been in meetings obviously in lockdown as well you, you mute your mic you're sitting in your pajamas sitting on meetings sitting mm-hmm. muted you know and, and, and playing those. games on the side exactly <laughs> so so yeah it's, it's, a, it's a tool that, that's accessible to the administrators It has full analytics You can uh, do daily reports Or schedule daily reports But it gives a bit of insight Into what the user experience are um, With Webex uh, When a meeting's done uh, Webex has a little pop-up That asks you what your meeting experience was And that feedback gets sent through After every single meeting And you can build a, a summary of uh, Or a baseline of what the average experience is And that also gives you The capability to, to troubleshoot any issues uh, should there be for, for for me when I think about it, uh, and I mean I think what what must the most frustrating thing be for for one of your team members sitting at home and not being able to communicate must be that correct yeah. um, and and I, I think people get a lot of frustration and then from a business perspective, if you don't have any visibility into it or whatever, you also think that uh, you know everything's going hunky dory, but but meanwhile fifty percent of your users might not might not have the right level of experience correct yeah. so I think that type of insight is is critical to a business. Um, and then the last sort of item that I want to touch on, and, and, and we have to because it's so prevalent in the world, is um, we have to talk about security. Correct. So we've, we've had instances in, um, I think, in, in South Africa in the last two years where, where uh, there were uh, government briefings where people uh, came in and, and took over the meeting and uh, I mean uh, there's all kinds of shenanigans mm. so when I'm looking at it from my business I might say yeah this functionality sounds fantastic but what about the security component? So 100% and when we're speaking about security we also need to to understand what the approaches um, in terms of security are from the vendors that are providing these these applications to us right okay. um, and I mean it can be broken up into three three categories at the end of the day you need to know if you're collaborating via chat messaging, what is the, the implication? How is my chat messages end to end being secured? Um, the second one is the content that I'm sharing to my participants in meetings and on chats. Where is that content sitting? Is that secured? What is the relationship? Is it in the cloud? Is and I mean, there's a, there must be a poppy Correct. thing that I have to worry about. And yeah. the last one is the system and metadata from all these apps. Where are all the, ins- where's the information going? Is it stored locally? And I mean, these are questions that you need to ask and you need to understand what the approaches is from each 
vendor. Um, so coming back to the first point, um, and in my world, which is the WebEx world, for example, um, so what the security features that, that WebEx or Cisco has applied is you can uh, enhance security features down to an individual user level. You can set what, what they can do, what they can't do, what they can share, what they can't share, all those type of things. You can, as an administrator, you can do, drill down into a individual user and set security policies as to what, who they can talk to, what type of files they can share, all those type of things. And which is important because if you have a user who's just adding people to spaces or just sending out files and which can be confidential uh, to your company, yes. you need to be able to control these type of things. Oh, that's um, a, 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 actually, um, I think in the, the last uh, podcast that we did, we spoke about data loss uh, prevention. And I correct. mean, for me, this is where, uh, um, as, a, as a strategy for a company, you've got to understand what data flows where and how you can control it. Exactly. Uh, and, and I think, to me, what it sounds like is, is uh, uh, th- this tool actually enables you to control that and give you a, a sort of peace of mind. That's correct. Um, the second point I want to speak about is you're, you're sharing content back into the cloud, right? If you mm-hmm. having if you have groups uh, or, or spaces in your, your collaboration uh, application, you need to understand when you're sharing this content with with multiple people in groups. Is this content secured? Is it stored locally uh, on my PC or locally on a server? Is it stored within the vendor's cloud? And I mean, I've, I've obviously, I've, I've done a bit of research in the past in, in terms of uh, the decision that we made uh, in, in picking our vendor is different, these different vendors have different way of doing things. Um, for example, Microsoft and WebEx uh, have, well, let's say, let's start with Microsoft first. So Microsoft, you know, they, they're a cloud-based platform. That, that's where they, they're, they're main play is so they all the information gets stored in the cloud because they're running with with applications or, or features like SharePoint and and those type of things mm-hmm. um, so in their team's world any, all your content is being shared in the cloud and I, we, we all know Microsoft is a trusted vendor they're a big name um, but I mean you it, still have to make sure that yeah, you know where that data correctly. sits correctly and unfortunately in, in, in that case you don't have a choice as to, to where your data is yeah. being uploaded to or, or where exactly it, it's located um, in the in the WebEx world, so what Cisco have done is they've taken a bit of a different approach. You can, w- when you deploy your WebEx, you can deploy a WebEx node either locally on site or in your data center of your choice, and you can you can um, distinguish which type of data needs to be stored locally and which what data needs to be stored in the cloud. Okay. And that's completely up to the administrator. And when that happens, you know your data secure. You know where your data is located as well. Um, unfortunately, with Zoom, and I think they're still in the process of, of changing their strategy uh, around this. But Zoom basically only has the, the their cloud um, database where all the information and the metadata are sitting, um, which comes back to there needs to be a trusted relationship with Zoom or with the, with the vendor in, in this essence. Mm. I mean, if, you, if you're sharing uh, confidential information, you need to understand where it's going to. And if you don't have that relationship or the trust, then you're constantly going to be be living in fear for your business well i think for me um i think there's there's two important points uh number one is is uh every vendor has a good and bad points and um and i think it's a it's a ever evolving fast evolving space so i think it's a it almost demands continuous uh homework from from a business to make sure mm-hmm. that uh, the application that you're using is, is still 
relevant and up to date. Correct. And, yeah. Okay. So um, I, I always end the the show by saying, let's make it real. So if somebody listened today and and um, they want to get a a view as to um, what what the experience would be on on uh, on the application that you spoke about, okay. uh, where do they start? <clears throat> so. Um, the first point for me is if you're looking at, at getting into unified communications or making the migration from your traditional uh, PBX environment, yeah. it's important to understand uh, wh- what the requirements are from your business perspective. Uh, what are your users doing on a day-to-day basis? You know, you need to understand the aspects of it. So for us in the, in the WebEx world is um, we've completely moved away from your traditional having your IP phone on your desk, um, being able to make your calls and all that. So what we've done is we've integrated our, our cloud PBX platform with WebEx, okay. which basically allows us to have an application on my uh, cell phone or on my desktop, and I have the full collaboration experience. I can join meetings from anywhere I want. I can uh, make PSTN calls, receive PSTN calls. Um, I mean, you've got the whole suite. You can. Yeah, no, you've, so you've done the sales job, but yeah. I'm saying now, <laughs> let's make it real. So, so if I listen now and I like what you're saying can uh can i can i can you demo it for me? Can I POC it? How does it work? Hundred percent. So um, if if you guys if you guys want to to understand and 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 have a feel for what the product uh, can do, um, you guys are more than welcome to contact me. I'll let Yaku share all my details after this. Um, we'll come out. We'll demo the actual product for you guys. We can do it on a POC basis. Get, get let everybody get a feel for what the application is, what the capabilities are, and it's also important when you have a new application that you understand how it works as well so with that there's training involved and just a little bit of a user experience um, guide um, but What's yeah a fancy word? change management change management correct okay, so cool. yeah no we, we're super confident about the product we spent a lot of time on it um, so we've branded it in our own network called uh, ripple with webex um, but yeah uh, we'll give you guys a rundown so if you are interested please feel free to contact me um, yeah we're, we're super excited about this okay fantastic AJ thank you very much thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Unbundled, brought to you by Catalytic, a series that aims to demystify technology so that you can make smarter decisions in your business. Remember, you can listen to all of the episodes on the Cliff Central app or website, and for added convenience, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. And remember, if you're looking for help with the communication tools in your business, please visit catalytic.co.za. Cliffcentral.com